Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Welcome to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderlyk here with my Slayer sister, Ananga Sivir. We come together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you, and we often answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. And together, we're armed with a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. This week, we're going to share a conversation about a book that Ananga has been reading and has been highlighting almost every page, so this was a book that we felt you needed to know about. Good morning, or good afternoon, Ananga. It's wonderful to connect with you again this week. Good morning, Shan. I'd love for you to tell us about this book that you've been reading. I believe it's called Living Well with Pain and Illness, The Mindful Way to Free Yourself from Suffering. And I'd love to try and pronounce the author's name, but I'll, I think I'll leave that to you. Her name's Vijumala Birch, B-U-R-C-H. And uh, yeah, it's been a very supportive and an inspiring read for healthy coping mechanisms when we're faced with long-term adversity. Let's talk about some of the lessons that have come forth for you through reading this book. I absolutely love the title, Living Well with Pain and Illness, The Mindful Way to Free Yourself from Suffering. It's such a hopeful title, isn't it? It is. Um, what attracted me to reading this book is, as you know, I have some ongoing health issues myself, chronic illness stemming back over 10 years. So every so often I like to make sure I'm trying to keep my attitude positive and that I'm trying to live as well as I can with my own personal challenges. So occasionally I'll come across a title like this and sometimes they're very supportive. Other times there's a few nuggets there. But I have to say that this book has really been an incredibly supportive read. I really like the teachings and the author's courage transparency and her writing style. Now, I haven't finished reading it yet. I'm about halfway through at the moment. But the primary lesson that I picked up on was a teaching story from Lord Buddha, which is called The Story of Two Arrows, which teaches us that when we're suffering from pain or illness, and of course this also applies very strongly to anxiety, which is why we're having this conversation to share this now, when we suffer from any pain, we're initially pierced by the first arrow it's described, and that arrow is the pain itself. So say we have a long-term headache, there's the headache pain, and that's the first arrow. But then Buddha talks about the second arrow, which is our response to what we perceive to be an unpleasant situation. So it's our suffering over our suffering. So in this book she's talking about we have the primary suffering, which first comes from the experience of pain, illness, or anxiety. And that's the first arrow. And then we have how we respond to our suffering. So from now on, I'm going to talk about it as anxiety. So it's relevant to, to us and to our listeners. Sure. Talking about how we respond to our anxiety with resistance, with aversion, with more anxiety, more fear, with resentment. How do we respond to our anxiety? Are we afraid that we'll never get over it? How long are we going to have it? So the teaching is that. Sometimes we suffer more over the second arrow, and there may be many second arrows. There may be, you know, 20 more arrows, not just a second arrow. All these things that pierce our hearts and our minds 
with our feelings, our suffering over our suffering. And then she talks about how we may seek escape from our pain, be it emotional or physical, by getting caught up in avoidance strategies and compulsive distractions and how we then get stuck in a troubled state in our attempts to escape from our anxiety and from our pain. And then that escape can begin to, or that desire for escape begins to obsess our minds. Valid points for anyone suffering from anxiety and something that we have excellent tools that we can work with to try and help ourselves if we change the title, live well with anxiety. How can we do the best for ourselves to support ourselves and live as well as we can with what we're going through. Which is the reason why you and I continue our partnership and continue to share these podcasts and conversations because we want as many people as possible to be able to live well with anxiety. Yeah. I'm really grateful that, that we're sharing this because there are so many beautiful resources out there and and to have another voice remind us, and that the two arrow story is such a powerful teaching. And how are we caring for ourselves after these things come up? And what do we know to do? And what kind of tools are the most supportive? I know that for me, it's still always starting with my breath. What am I doing with with my breathing when I when I start to feel the anxiety coming on? How about for you? Does it start with your breath as well? For me, I tried to practice also mindfulness, as the author's talking about in this book, um, from another book that we mentioned previously. I learned the skill of bringing your awareness to where you are right now. Uh And rather than thinking, because my mind really likes to go places, it really likes to catastrophize and and show me horror stories. It's really good at it. It's very fast. (laughs) and It's had a lot of practice. So I found it was very helpful to use the mindfulness skill of Tuning into your reality right now, the mundane reality of what you're actually doing rather than what your mind wants you to project or dread. So the teaching that really helped me with that was when I start to feel anxiety, because it's often a projection about somebody I love or some situation that may occur in the future, is to just label where you are now. So right now it would be I'm sitting on a chair, leaning on my desk, talking to my friend. Uh That's what's really happening. And when my mind gets nailed down to those facts, it it starts to settle a bit. And then I'll start to look at how I'm sitting, where I'm sitting. Is there Usually my shoulders come up and there'll be tension in my shoulders. So I'll drop my shoulders and then I'll get into my breath. But I like to get in touch first with, okay, what's really happening? What's actually the reality? And, you know, you might be washing dishes. I'm I'm stood at the sink washing dishes. That's what's actually happening. But we all know that our mind can try so hard and so successfully to pull us all over the place. And we know what that does to our bodies. Immediately we're we're following and we're there. So we're not at the sink washing dishes or whatever it is we're doing. Our body's there, but the rest of us is being pulled all over the place, which is incredibly uh, exhausting, awful experience. So for me, that really helped me that just that lock it down to here Uh and now. That was one of the inspirations for me in creating our anxiety rescue kit together to present these mindful tools where you have help and support and guidance to bring your mind back to the truth of here and now rather than the awful thoughts and feelings that your mind's trying to churn up for you when it's struggling with anxiety. 
One of the things that I also think we should mention is the importance of tapping through those feelings of, of that second arrow. And I've been doing quite a bit of tapping lately with the Tapping World Summit. And then we did our example uh, a while back, tapping through some of the discomfort that comes up when you raise a teenager. <laughs> and tapping is such a beautiful way to free yourself from suffering. And, and it's quick and it's very efficient. And that is truly a way to bring on some relief. It is. It's a, it's a really great way for dealing with those second and maybe more arrows. And the way to do that would be to just sit with what you're feeling. We're not very good at this in the West. It's something we have to really train ourselves to do. We immediately want to run away. We want to text somebody, put the television on, grab something, move. We're not good at sitting with our feelings, but both the Buddhist mindful tradition and Ayurveda, India's ancient system of healthcare, both recommend, they both agree, that the way to deal with these things is to be with them, to sit with them and notice what they truly are. And then they lose their hold over us when we're not trying to run away from them. And that's not always easy to do. It is something that requires some practice, which is why these books are so fantastic. This particular title really gives you a lot of strategies. She's also recorded some meditations to help us learn learn these excellent skills that she's sharing. And I think the, the beauty of EFT is if it's hard for you to sit with an emotion and deal with it, if it's hard for you to sit with the feelings you're having about your anxiety, it's easier to just jot them down and then tap them away. So if, for example your anxiety is making you feel perhaps swallowed up, perhaps you feel smothered by it, that you'll never be free from it. When, when will you be able to enjoy a normal social exchange? We've all got our own individual feelings, but the thing to do is to find yours, to find those extra arrows. What is your anxiety making you feel? And to jot that down and to just focus on one thing at a time and use uh -huh. EFT tapping to tap it through. So listeners, if they want, they could write that down and then go back to the previous podcast that you and I recorded together, the EFT walkthrough podcast, and they could just go along with that and use their own tapping statement for that. Of course, there's also the EFT for anxiety relief tapping, and you can use the information in there as well, which helps you find your arrows. It helps you find your feelings around anxiety and tap those through. But EFT is extremely valuable for getting those extra issues that can make anxiety all the worse. Absolutely. Well, I'm so glad that we talked about this book today, Living Well with Pain and Illness, The Mindful Way to Free Yourself from Suffering by Vidyamala Birch. Is, did I get her name right, Ananda? You did. <laughs> <laughs> And you spell that B-U-R-C-H, and I'm sure that that book is available online, as well as the uh, several offerings that we have in the Anxiety Slayer store to help you with, with this work and really being as gentle with yourself as you possibly can with the re resources that are available to you, whether it's your breathing techniques, whether it's tapping, whether it's allowing yourself to do a mindfulness practice, as Ananga mentioned. There's so many ways that we can free ourselves from suffering. Do you feel mentally overloaded, confused, or upset by setbacks and overcoming anxiety? Do you worry that you will never be able to properly rest and relax? 
If you're sick and tired of feeling like you're taking one step forward and two steps back, the Anxiety Rescue Kit can help you find your feet and move forward in conquering your anxiety. The Anxiety Rescue Kit is a collection of written advice and guided relaxation exercises to help you address mental overload and anxiety, especially if you feel you are experiencing a relapse or setback. To find out more, visit the Slayer Store at anxietyslayer.com.